move in so others can come in. This room is too small. Wouldn't it be nice if we had a bigger room like right next door to this? <laughs> no, and I, I'll go back a little bit here too. Hello. Oh, it's so nice to be with all of you again. It's we miss you when we aren't here for too long of a time. Anyway, it's nice to be back. Well, this is a very momentous occasion. I mean, tonight is informal and it's just we're here as friends and guru bhais and just enjoying each other's company. But it's a very important occasion right now. This was the first group meditation here. It was the first satsang here, the first choir song here. So a lot of firsts and of course the, um, the weekend will have the formal dedication of the temple. It's a very, very good thing that you have all done together. Actually, you haven't done it. Master has done it through you. God has done it through you. But unless you were willing to be channels for God, it wouldn't have happened. And so that willingness, that desire to be a channel for God, to serve him, to somehow have a deeper relationship with him, is it's that which allows him to come into our lives. Ramakrishna gave a very beautiful analogy of the difference between self-effort and the grace of God. He said self-effort is like the boatman who has a boat tied to the dock and he has to come, he has to untie that boat and he has to raise the sail. And then, but he, he by his own power, can barely move that boat along. And so the winds of grace come once he's raised that sail, and they have the power to blow him all the way across the ocean of delusion. But unless we untie the boats of our hearts, 
and raise the sails of our devotion. Grace is there. When I was with Ananda Moy Ma, she said, we asked for her grace, her blessing on some, some beads and little holy objects. And she said, why do you ask this body to bless it? Don't you see that God's blessings are always flowing down? And we said, well, we do, Ma, but will you bless it too? <laughs> and, and she kindly, she laughed because she understood. And of course, she blessed it also. But she used the analogy, one that Swamiji has often used, of God's blessings being like the sunlight. The sun is always shining. There's never a moment when the sun isn't shining. It's been shining before the presence of the earth, and probably it'll be shining after the presence of the earth. But at night, we turn away from the sun, and sometimes the clouds of moods or of indifference or of some clouds in our consciousness they obscure that sun. Or the analogy that Ma used and Swamiji used, it's like we're in a room and there's a window in the room, but we have the window closed and the shutters closed and the curtains up. And then we walk around bumping our shins against the furniture, cursing God for putting that furniture there for giving us pain, and so on. All we have to do is open the window. God's love, God's joy is always shining. And we, our job is to open our hearts to that. Now, in the center, there's also another job that we have, and that's to serve the master. Master was very busy during his lifetime creating centers, creating, uh, giving classes, and so on. He said that an organization or a center is like the hive. And it's very, very important to have these hives. Because otherwise, where will the hungry bees go in order to be fed? There are people all over Chennai and this area, all over India, whose hearts are longing for something more than what they have, whose lives perhaps have difficulties in them. What life doesn't have difficulties in it? All lives do. In this world of Sukadukadam, there's always pleasure and pain. And there's never, ever the possibility of achieving only good and avoiding all the bad. It, it just will not happen. The world makes promises. It makes us think only if only I had this condition fixed, then everything would be perfect. And even if we get everything perfect for a little while, Master said that then we get bored. And we make things imperfect again, so we have something to do. And so... Uh, this world all around Chennai, there are people in every, every human heart, there is the desire for something more. Now, 
some may think it's more money, more good looks, more property, whatever it is that that their particular karma has uh, induced them to fill in what that more is. But the heart is always, the consciousness is always wanting something more. And we will never find it outside. We will find it only within because what we're looking for is not a physical object, it's a state of consciousness. And that state of consciousness ultimately that we're looking for is divine bliss that never ever gets old. And until we have that bliss, we're going to be looking, we're going to be wanting something more. And so this center is, as Master call, called his centers, they're hives. And so the hive is a place where people can come who want something more and they can get something. They can't get it all because the rest of the what they're going to get has to be done by their own efforts and their own uplifted consciousness. But they can come here and they can get Master's friendship. They can get divine love. They can get welcoming. When the couple that was starting the center in Los Angeles were going down, they came to Swamiji for his blessing and also for his advice because they said, Swami, we've never run a center before. We don't really know what to do. What should we do in Los Angeles? And Swami said, give people master's love. That's, that's your whole job. And of course, you have to work very hard to create a hive and attractive classes and all of that where people are, and, and you know, we're going to have this big event on Saturday and so we do publicity and all of these things so that people know that the hive is there. But the hive in and of itself is only a holder for the honey. A hive that doesn't have any honey in it is basically worthless. And it can be painted beautiful colors on the outside and it can be placed in the most perfect position. But when the hungry bee flies to that hive and goes in it, if they don't find honey, they still go away hungry. And so our job, our primary job, is to fill this hive with honey. And what is that honey? It's mostly made up of the love of God. And that means that when we come, when we meditate together, when we still our minds, when we chant, when we decorate the altar, when we do any act of devotion, all of those things, the devotion, the love of God, the drawing of God here is drawing God's sustenance because when we do that, we're opening the shutters of the windows of this hive and it's God's presence. See, God, God is here already, 
but his presence will shine brighter and brighter the more we open ourselves to his presence. And so the meditations that we do here, I mean, over the years, this center will be here for many, many years now. And so we've had a little 15-minute meditation here. But in a year, so I don't know, let's say there, there are 40 of us here, and we meditated for 15 minutes each. So that's 10 hours. I, I mean, is that right? Yeah, 10 hours of meditation were done here. In another year, think of the thousands of hours of meditation, of opening our hearts, of doing our best to draw God. That's the honey. That's the honey that this will be filled with. All of the music, the chanting, the divine songs, that's the honey. That's the, those songs are all love songs. I want only thee and door of my heart open wide I keep for thee and the song that the choir sang. All of those are basically love songs of the devotee to the divine or they're songs of the divine responding back to the devotee. And so as that devotion grows deeper and deeper and more and more, that will fill this hive with the honey of devotion. All of the service that you do and have already been doing, the many, many hours that you all have worked here and cleaned up and all of the service that you're presently doing in order to have a large group come this weekend so that they can become aware of the presence of this wonderful center and these wonderful teachings. All of that service is very important. Master said that those who don't serve, eventually their spiritual life will begin to dry up because you can't keep saying to the divine, give me, give me, give me, give me, without having in your heart the desire to give also. Because if you don't want to give, how are you going to draw to you divine mothers wanting to give to you? See, she resonates. If we love her, she loves us. She loves us anyway. But if we love her, she makes her love manifest to us. You know, uh, the human mother, she might be in the kitchen cooking or cleaning the house, but if the little child runs to her, she loves the child. She loves the child with all her heart. But if the child's off playing, then she's busy doing her tasks. But when the child runs and says, Oh, Mommy, I love you, I love you. What does the mommy do? She picks the child up and holds it and caresses it and says, I love you, I love you. And so when we express our love to Divine Mother, she loves us already, but she's busy running the universe cleaning up the mess that we've made. <laughs> and yet she still loves us. 
but it's when we say to her, Oh, Divine Mother, I love you. Wilt thou come? Wilt thou come? Just for once come to me. When we call out like that, then she'll pick us up. Master said she'll test us before she manifests herself to us. She'll test us to make sure that we really want her. You know, if, if the child shouts from the other room, Mommy, Mommy, I want you. Come here. The mother waits a little while. And then if the mother hears the banging of toys and she knows the child isn't really, but if that child calls again and again or comes running to the mother, then, then she picks it up. So the mother is always here. The mother is already here. The masters are already here. It's our job to open our hearts and call to them so that they become palpable, and then to share them to the best of our ability with everyone else who comes in little ways. It isn't the big things that we do that really matter. It's the little things. It's the little conversations you have over a, a little meal or a snack. It's somebody that comes and they're new, they're not quite sure what the center is like, they're not quite sure what this path is like, and just to have somebody talk with them, to be friendly to them, to be welcoming to them, then what that is, is that's when you're serving as a channel for the divine, because the divine wants to welcome that person, wants to make them feel befriended feel that they have somebody who cares about their welfare. And it's not for your sake that you're doing that, except incidentally, you're just trying to help another person. And But in doing that, we serve as channels of the divine. And as we serve as channels of the divine, Master and Swami said, the channel is blessed by that which flows through it. As this center acts as a channel for the divine, the center will become increasingly blessed by that energy that flows through it. And in, in the future, already there's already been developed so much devotion and friendship and meditative habits and all of the good things. But now we're transferring it just like the other day. You brought the murtis here, that's symbolic of transferring that energy and the momentum that has been built from the old place to now the new place. But increasingly, this hive will become filled with honey, and we're, our job and our blessing is to be busy little bees to take that honey and find other, other bees that are hungry, that are wanting something, and to offer that to them. So it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing that God has done through all of you. And it's through your willingness and through your love and kindness that it was made possible. And not only will you be blessed for being a channel for this, 
but I think thousands of others will also be blessed.